Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with Rod Martin of Martin Stone Quarries. What's your title, Rod? Uh, I'm president of Martin Stone Quarries. President of Martin Stone Quarries. Yep. And you succeeded your dad in that, is that right? Correct. Yep. Yes. And was he the founder of Martin Stone Quarry? No, our grandfather actually started the, took over the quarry in 1953. All right, so this is three generations so far. I'm third generation. Are yeah. we going on a fourth generation? Uh, hopefully. I have, a, <laughs> I have a son who's a senior in Penn State, so hopefully no at some point kidding. he'll... How can you be that... How can, how can that happen? Rod... I've known and heard about you since you were a little boy, <laughs> from your mom, Rose, mm-hmm. and of course your dad, and you know, I just feel like I've known you forever, but I don't. So tell me a little bit about what you have going on here at Martin Stone Choir, because I've been so impressed hearing about it from some of my friends, Amy Moose Papa for one. So tell us a little bit about the history, would you? Sure. Uh, my grandfather took over the quarry in 1953. He'd actually worked for his brother at a quarry out in Lancaster and then wanted something for himself. And he came this way and found this property that the Nestor family had been quarrying actually since the late 1800s. No kidding. Yeah. So he, he took over. He leased it for a few years and then bought it. And then it's been, been in our family since then. Him and my grandmother, Henry and Dorothy, were the founders. They worked every day in here. Henry out in the quarry, Dorothy in the office. And then my dad and three of his brothers at one point worked here. Okay. And then it just ended up being my dad and his brother, Tom. And then now it's myself and Tom's two sons, Trevor and Travis, that are running the operation. A true family operation. Now, you must have heard stories from back in the day. Oh, what, yeah. Tell me, tell me one that sticks in your mind from the early days. I mean, it's nothing specific, but just hearing the stories and seeing the pictures of how things were done back in the day. like For example. Literally, like breaking rocks with sledgehammers before it goes, really? before it goes into the crusher. No. Where nowadays, I mean, we have big hydraulic excavators that just break it all up. And it's even from the time when I was in high school working compared to what it is now, like back then, you know, the trucks didn't have air conditioning, didn't anything like that. Now the, the big, the big, huge trucks that we'll see out there that haul 70 ton of rock or automatic transmissions, Bluetooth, stereo, air conditioning, heat, everything. It's, now, did you bring those modern things to the business? No, the the, the <laughs> distributors, I mean, the manufacturers, Caterpillar and all that, they just keep... They know, just keep upgrading. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been involved here how many years? I graduated college in 95, so full-time since then, and then wow. summers before now, that. Now, as a young man, and you can be honest here, but as a young man, did you dream of being behind this desk as president? I'd hope to, probably I'd hope to be. Really? I mean, yeah, as I was growing up, I mean, it's 
know, we always say, you know, we we don't we didn't really grow up. Our toys just got a lot bigger. So oh. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, in high school and college, I worked out in the field, and after I graduated college, worked out in in the quarry for a couple of years. You know, just to learn and get to know everything. Of you know, course, kind of just yeah. move up and go through that way. So, good, good. How many employees do you? We're, we're right around 55, 55, 60 right now. No kidding. Yeah. Now in the winter, we get a little, little lighter. We have some layoffs yeah. in the winter just because yeah. we're not as busy. Yeah. But in our busy season, it's close to 60. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to be tomorrow? Tomorrow? With the quarry. Yeah. So <laughs> two days from now, I'm going to be in Florida. <laughs> really? Where are you going? Actually down to Disney. Our oldest son is working in uh, Disney right now doing at the Disney College program. Oh, how fun. So, yeah, so we're going to go down to visit him. But Well, I caught you in a good time. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> two days from now, I'm not going to be here. But Excellent. Yeah. No, I mean, we just want to keep, you know, keep growing the quarry. You know, it's like I said, we're third generation, hoping to have fourth, fifth, whatever, however, however long we can go. Well, you know, I have seen on the road driving here, there, and everywhere, signs every now and then, not about Martin Stone Quarry, but about businesses like this that people are not happy about. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of that throughout your history? Oh, yeah. I mean, not everybody likes a quarry in their backyard. And but why is that? Can you explain? Uh, they don't like the they don't like the noise. They don't they perceive perceive noise, damage from blasting, things like that. But nobody wants a quarry, but everybody wants to drive on paved roads and yeah. have concrete in their foundation. And, and right, right. And there's so this is what I found fascinating. Um, and of course, it should be obvious to the most casual observer. But there are many types of stone mm-hmm. for different uses yes roads yep foundations playgrounds yeah and others yeah i mean like we we mine here we mine a granite stone so it's primary uses for construction like highway construction road construction housing mm-hmm. like our biggest customers are blacktop plants we have a blacktop plant on our property and then we sell the ready mix concrete plants and just the contractors, home builders, building homes, you know, each home has probably 250, 300 ton of stone just in the driveway and the foundation and all that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, do you go out on sites and estimate jobs and whatnot? Uh, I don't personally. I mean, we have a, we have a salesman, a uh, salesman that works for us. that's always out on the road meeting with customers, potential customers, talking to them about what their needs are and, you know, how we can help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of helping. You are, are you president right now of the Foundation of Boyertown Education? No, vice president. Vice president. Yeah, Greg Herb is president. You've been involved with that for a number of years. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the Education Foundation was formed actually next year, 2023, is going to be our 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we've been trying for a couple of years actually before that to get that started. And then we finally, 10 years ago, we got the foundation started. I've been on the board since then. Since the beginning. Since the beginning, yeah. And it's grown in their great, great, Incredible. great asset for the community, for the yep. school district. You know, we're able to fund some things that they couldn't fund. And can you talk a little bit about the vision of the foundation when it first began and if it's evolved in any way? Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's basically just to kind of supplement what the district can fund, what the district can do with all their limited resources so we raise money outside of school taxes, and then we the teachers fill out grant applications, and then we'll fund you, some of their projects. It's amazing. I mean, this Studio B, of course, that I'm involved with, you know, realized the benefit of, 
you know, the foundation in a project we had done a number of years ago, probably at the very beginning okay. of the foundation when you brought in artists oh, okay. from yep. around. I mean, that was an amazing, an amazing experience, I think, for the community, mm-hmm. you know, and we were very grateful, of course, for the foundation support mm-hmm. of our project then. So and uh, as a result, I was able to attend some of those um celebrations okay yep that Tessie mm-hmm. Melcher uh arranged to showcase where the money was spent and what the kids had done with it and mm-hmm. it was amazing oh, i yeah, mean it's absolutely inspiring especially when the kids themselves Right. Do the presentations. Mm-hmm. It's just so heartwarming and yep. amazing. Yeah, and next year we have our big 10-year celebration, so that'll be another good one. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Also, do you have a vision at all for the evolution of the foundation? Uh, I mean, just keep doing what we're doing and continue to grow. Just keep bringing in. I mean, that's the biggest thing, just continuing to raise more money from the local community, businesses like ours, as well as, you know, personal, just individuals donating yeah. to the foundation and yeah. we'll just keep growing so we can fund more things outside of what the district can afford on their own. And I have found when um, my husband and I did the Bear Fever Project mm-hmm. that involved student participation Yeah, that it was, the, I think the project was so very successful because the kids were involved. Yep. Because every time we went around to talk to a business owner and so forth, it was like when I brought the kids in, mm-hmm. it was magic. Yeah. It was like, you know, they wanted to help the kids. When yeah. I went by myself, not so much. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's key too. Like when you have people who donate, you can show them what the money went towards, you know, towards like yeah. things in the tech department, the new equipment they uh-huh. got, like welding equipment and things like that, that the district would never be able to afford on their own. Well, let me ask you this and you know and i really don't know the answer but do you fund every application are there some that you... no not all not, they don't i mean there's there some, some there's some that come in that are stuff that district should be funding so we kick it back like we don't fund textbooks and things like that right if it's stuff the district should be funding we kick it back and then the district will They'll okay. go to the district to try to fund it. But are there any, like, uh, other kinds of, like, from the community, are there any kinds of uh, applications you accept or choose not to? Is there is there a, a template or a... Well, a, they, they have, they do have a form the teachers need to fill out for their grants. What if it's not a teacher? What if it's someone It's got to be community? a teacher. It's it all, has yeah, to be a teacher. It's all through the school. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because we weren't. Right, yeah, but you partnered with probably, I would assume, the arts department Absolutely. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so all in the grants that, that we way. get come from the school district. Okay, yeah. okay. I wondered how that went, and yep. that's helpful to, yeah. that's of course helpful to know. Now, talking about schooling, I want to go back to your schooling because mm-hmm. I know that from, again, just from knowing your mom, that you went to Christopher Dock, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Can you talk about the difference in you know, in, in, in your experience there as opposed to public school? Uh, whew, that was a while ago. Um, are your, did your children go to Yeah, my school? son, my oldest son graduated from Bordertown in 90, no, not 90, 2019, I think. Wow. And my youngest son's a junior at the high school now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. But your experience was in the private school. Do you yeah. have an understanding why your parents made that decision? keep me out of trouble maybe i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i don't I, honestly i mean i remember going to visit it i had an uncle that was a teacher there so i always knew about it and then i went there for a visit and just you know i re- really enjoyed it i mean it was a bit of a hike 25 30 minutes to get there but okay. it, it was good i mean it had made made good friendships still friends with a bunch of those people so yeah i mean it 
I'm not sure. I can't really compare it to Bordeaux High School because I didn't go. But I mean, just from what what my son says, it not a whole lot different. I don't think it's but. the pop. It, I always figured it was the demographic mm-hmm. of parents who were highly involved. You know, which is not to say that parents who who whose children attend public school are not involved, mm-hmm. but there seemed to be. This was just from a teaching perspective. You know, just the idea that perhaps because parents chose to you know, to fund their education mm-hmm. through a private school, that it made some sort of a difference in who attended. Okay. So, yeah. that's... I mean, I went I went there, my, I, sister, my yeah. sister went to Boardtown, she was two that's years older right. than me, so... That's yeah. right. So no, I, that's still more, I still think it's more to keep me out of trouble, probably. <laughs> that's why I, why I ended up down that bus. They'll never say that. Guys, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. you yourself, then, from Christopher Dock, went to college... It, Penn State? No, I went to uh, Eastern Mennonite University. Down oh, in yes. Virginia. Of yeah. course. Yeah, I went down course. there and played basketball down there. So Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. I Good time. guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So does the family generally take a vacation during the Christmas holiday? Uh, this will be the second year in a row we've gone down to Disney for New Year's Eve. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so. We, my family, used to go okay. now and again to yeah. Disney over the Christmas holiday because yeah. that's when I was off as a oh, teacher. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. But it's so freaking crowded uh, yeah. at this particular time yeah. of year. But Last year, we were surprised. We went to Epcot. Did you? We went to Epcot New Year's Eve. Like, we actually flew out. Three, our flight was 6 o'clock New Year's Eve morning. So we got up at like two, flew down there, went right to Epcot, and I was actually surprised it wasn't near as crowded as I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, it's such a big park, you can spread out. Yeah. But like I said, we got up at two, three o'clock, so by like eight o'clock, we're all trying to figure out how we're going to make it to midnight, but we did. <laughs> so th- this year, we're going down a day ahead of time, so we're not doing oh, that's a awesome. 24-hour up thing. I remember our family flew down on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. You know, and um, I think the last time we were there, it was like this year freezing yeah 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 last year last year we had good weather two years ago we were there at the start of december and it was 40 degrees yeah like this is for the birds (laughs) yeah our son we talked to our son christmas day morning it was 32 degrees now your son is in an internship program yeah he's in the disney college program do you think he'll end up there or do you think he'll Uh, end up here he's got another he's got another year of school so he'll be back for another year of school i mean if he goes down there to work for a couple of years, that's fine. You know, it's good yeah. good experience for him. Absolutely. Getting to work somewhere else and working for somebody other than family. So Absolutely. It's always good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you mm-hmm. for participating with us on sure. the Inspired Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am going to look forward to, to where we're going to go on our tour. Tell, get, get, because I will, this podcast will accompany the article I write. Let's give our listeners an idea of where we're going and what I'm going to see. We're, we'll go out into the quarry. We'll probably start. We'll kind of walk through the whole mining process. We'll start all the way at the top of the quarry wow. and go down all 450 feet down to the bottom of the quarry. You'll oh, my see, goodness. Yeah, from top to bottom, you'll see no, the No, we're whole not thing. walking, are we? No, we're not walking. <laughs> we're definitely not walking. No, we'll be, we'll be driving. So, okay. But we'll kind of walk through the whole mining process. And what works. should my... Um, listeners and readers expect to see or read about uh like i said i'll we'll step you through the whole process how how it started you know how we do the mining how we what we do the the steps we take from you know top of the hill where the trees are and then how we get down to the to the rock and the crushing process and how we take it from a solid rock wall down to a stone no bigger than three quarters of an inch wow yeah wow 
So we'll see it all. Okay. All Sounds right. good. And I'm about ready to start. But all once right. again, thank you so much for participating with us on the Be Inspired podcast. Sure. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.